Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, Room 3 podcast. Um, this is a really special episode. Yes, it is. Um, we're really excited. Really, wanna, really, really excited. Do you want to say our names have... or should they guess them? No, no, because we need to just talk about our guests. That's <laughs> it. Stacy is coming on. Oh, my God. Um, and she is such a wonderful person to talk to. She has so many interesting stories. She's like high energy. She's fun. She's exciting. And she's also... Uh, really knowledgeable and has a lot of uh, information for us. So, so, so that um, was just a preview of the beginning for this episode. Hi, I'm Ella. This is Yahav. <laughs> and today we're going to interview a sex worker named Stacy. And now back to what Yahav said. <laughs> exactly. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, we're both so excited to talk to her because she is so amazing. She really is. And she has so many uh, stories, experiences, things she uh, went through, which are just insane. Just from like a few minutes talking to her, we were blown away. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So So, uh, it's going to be a good one. Talk to her about it. And also stay tuned to the end of the episode because we're going to talk about stuff about next episode and also a few surprises so uh definitely stay tuned but yeah um i think we should just like start talking to her because she she's like amazing let's Let's do do it and so let's welcome our special guest where we have uh stacy who's a sex worker hi stacy hi guys (laughs) how are you so good. I am so excited about this because I have so many questions. Um, Yav is not excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Lies. kidding. This is Lies. probably the coolest, the coolest episode. The not cool- I think it's one of the yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, so I think that before we say anything too much, um, we just want to hear a little bit from your um, background, like how did you start? Anything like from the beginning that you can give us? And then I think we'll go from there. Yeah, so um, my name is Stacy Spectacular. I use they, them pronouns. I am non-binary. Um, I have been a sex worker for 10 years in January. Um, and I started... I started when I was actually in college. Um, I only did a little little short stint in college. Um, but I got really curious um, and went on Seeking Arrangement, which is something that's like a website. Oh, damn. For, yeah, what, yep. for sugar yep. babies. I know um, that one. I know that yeah. one. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, we all thought about it at some point. Yep. We all thought yep. about it. Um, yep. And that website's trash and don't use it. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, so I I just got really curious, and then I just agreed to meet someone. So I got flowed down to Miami from Penn State, <laughs> and uh, damn, wow, yeah, straight just off like, the first one. Yeah, it was it was straight off. Wow. Yeah, I I when I look back on it, I'm like, oh my god, I totally could've, <laughs> I totally could have gotten killed, <laughs> and like all this bad yeah. stuff could have happened. Um, because I clearly didn't know what I was doing, Uh, but I was really curious, and I followed Mm -hmm. my curiosity, um, and it led me there, and then 
um, I decided college like really wasn't for me and Mm. I dropped out and then I did some just like regular, you know, I think I was like a hair salon receptionist or something. Um, I did some like regular old work. um, Just to get some cash. Yeah, so some, some, we call it civilian work. Uh, I did some yeah. civilian work, and uh, I saved some cash, and I, I moved out of my parents' house um, to New York City, and mm-hmm. I was just, I had always wanted to be a stripper. I thought it was, like, super glamorous. Really? Yes, I had always wanted to be a stripper. I thought it was super glamorous, and I grew up as, like, a a gymnast and dancer, actor, singer, and it felt like sort wow. of a very natural progression. Um, yeah. And so... That was I actually do. like one of my um, first questions was, um, were you like, uh, did you ever think about doing something in that area? Like, was it was it natural for you to just like get into it or... Yeah, it was super natural. Sorry, I'm trying to get my phone to stay up. Um, it was super yeah. natural for me to get into it. Um, it never really felt super, like, it never felt wrong. It never felt mm-hmm. weird. It never felt like, Yeah. I don't know. I was, I was, always, I was really excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> just do it. I was, yeah, I was just excited. I just felt like, hey, like, I'm sexy, and I don't really give a shit about being naked in front of people. Um, yeah, yeah. And I like dancing, and I, at the time, I didn't really drink very much, but I can so it just pretend went to out. drink. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just worked out. But did you ever what? think about... Sorry, yeah, I'll go. Uh, what, what drew you to it? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it was just always something that I wanted to do um you know I think that in in media there's sort of two portrayals of sex workers there's like the dead hooker at the butt of a joke which is awful and never should be the end of a joke because you're just not fucking creative if that has to be the end of your joke um and then there's like the Mm -hmm. super Mm -hmm. glamorous like high-end high-paid like sort of pretty woman vibe and I was like think I can do that like I think I could get used to that and obviously what 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 is portrayed in media is not really how it is although sometimes it totally is like that but that's not the norm Um, so did you ever think about that stigma that there is about it or like going into it did you ever think about like the 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 bad things that come from I never thought about like I think it 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 crossed my mind like oh you could be Mm -hmm raped you could be killed you know th- like it, it cro- yeah. of course like the danger crosses your mind but yeah i don't think anyone ever really weighs the gravity of the situation but definitely man people have been calling me a slut since as long as i can remember <laughs> and i was just like all right if i'm a slut then like let's do it let's make money out let's, of it i might paid. as well yeah let's be a, pay- let's, be a paid <laughs> slut. let's not just be paid let's not just be a free slut let's be a paid yeah. slut, right yeah um and let's get paid well for it so i was like all right if y'all were right about me and middle school then cheers then here right? I am like, <laughs> yeah here I am bring it on yeah exactly so. I mean we forget that there are a lot of jobs that do use the the the, the human body and we don't judge for it like so yeah, many. I, I hate so the many. phrase uh, yeah, yeah I hate the phrase oh you're selling you. yourself 
Yeah. Like you're like you're not selling yourself out sitting at a desk for eight hours every day. Yeah. You're, like your your job doing construction yeah. isn't also selling your body. Yeah, like you said, a masseuse, like you're touching people, yeah. you're, you're selling you're your brain, people's space. Yeah, exactly. I think that any exactly. any job exactly. under That's capitalism, e- even is, like even like doctors. Yeah, I think any job under capitalism. There's so many is, things is that we do. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that the 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 most basic thing that people always think about when talking about sex worker is the fact that you're cheap or you're you have diseases or like stuff like that that are very uh like how do you call it like a stupid thinking in a way but because we don't know enough about it yeah i think Uh, also be go ahead yeah yeah no also because um uh because people automatically want to label it as negative in some way although every single job has its pros and cons like there are pros there are cons but exactly you know um um, I talked to this guy and I told him that we're going to interview you. And he was like, be careful. He's a stupid guy. Yeah. He's like, be careful. She has STDs. Stuff like that. I'm like, first of all, it's through Zoom. Yeah. Second I'm like, all, I'm like you're totally like- going to get STDs through Zoom. It's, it's going to happen. <laughs> it was the thing, but it just, it just reminded me how we have such bad connotation and it shouldn't be that way. Like the fact that someone chooses to work at something like that, it shouldn't, it shouldn't say anything about the person as he is or she is. And it gives um, us the more incentive to legalize it because then we can exactly. have proper testing. No, we don't want to like... legalize it. We want to decriminalize <gasps> it. Because decriminalize it. Sorry, sorry. It, we create Thank you for people. correcting me. Yeah. But, How so? so? So, yeah, talk to us a little bit more about it. How do you see it in the future? What do you think it should be? Okay, so, yeah, so let's address the STD thing and then we can get into... Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Decriminalization. Um, so there's probably nobody that gets STD tested more than sex workers. We mm-hmm. we take our own health just as seriously as you take your health. And mm-hmm. honestly, I mean, don't answer because I'm not trying to put anyone on the spot. But when was the last time you got STD tested? You know, like three years um, ago. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, but how many partners have you had? You know. Um, and yeah. No. Yeah. I, I understand that people are yeah. like, oh, you know, you. You have so many partners, um, yeah. and the reality is yeah. that not every sex worker has sex for money. There are many different facets of sex work. So mm-hmm. something like uh, like what I do, which is erotic massage, um, I mean, I participate in many facets of sex work, but that's sort of like my bread and butter. Um, I don't have sex with my clients. I, you know, people like to call it rub and tug, um, and I like to view it's like it as the a little more happy ending kind of. Thing. Yeah, I like to view it as a little yeah. more holistic and sensual than that, because um, I think that's the service that I provide. But you know, mm-hmm. uh, there's very, very low risk of STD transmission, if if any, um, because there's no like membrane to membrane contact. Of course, there is semen involved, and if I, you know, have semen on my hands, I touch my eye or put my hand in my mouth, which I wouldn't do. Um, You know, there's obviously risk of transmission, but there's also something like strippers, right? Like strippers are sex workers. And, you know, there is, if you're doing your job legally, there is no risk of STD transmission at all. And a lot of uh, misconception often about, you know, escorts and people who do full service work is that we are having sex with every single one of our clients. And honestly, we're not. It's not true. Yeah, it's just not true. Course. People hire us for intimacy. People hire us because they want to feel special. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that includes sex. 
and sometimes it doesn't. And I don't want to sugarcoat it and say that I never have sex with my clients and I'm just out here getting paid to go to dinner because it's not true. But <laughs> even if someone hires me for – even though that would be great. And sometimes <laughs> I do get paid to go just to dinner like I did yesterday. Yeah. But it was lunch. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, if someone hires me for four hours, like – I'm not having sex for four hours. There's a lot that happens in four hours, 30 minutes or less, mostly less of which is sex. And And, so, and also we, we forget about the fact that again, there are other jobs that uh, involve risk of diseases, just like doctors, just like, Oh yeah. I don't know other jobs. And we don't ask those questions there, you know? Yeah. I mean, look at the pandemic right now. We we call doctors our heroes, but they're also vectors for disease. Like, I exactly. won't see anyone currently that's a health professional because of the ability mm-hmm. for them to spread coronavirus yeah. right now. Yeah. Oh, how the tables have turned. I know, right? <laughs> oh, how the, yeah, I'm the vector for disease, but now it's doctors. Um, 100%. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we I, can... Yeah. Go ahead. I wanted to ask, oh, I hope I don't forget to ask this later, so I'm just going to throw it in here. Can we ask you about, like, how rates work and, like, pricing and you things like that? You rates. I, um, the thing that I will say about rates right now is that everybody determines their own rates. There are, mm. you know, industry standards, but those vary by location and the services that you're providing. Um, yeah. And... I may or may not reveal my own rates depending on how you ask and what we're talking about. Um, but, um, yeah, everybody, everybody has their own rates and I charge different clients, different rates, even for the same thing. Um, so it's it's not a full, it's not a standard by any means. Um, and there is no standard and I actually just raised my rates. So, um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) hell yeah. She's expensive bitches. Um, I wanted to ask you if you got into a situation where you felt like you you have to say no. Like, do you say no or do you say yes to everything? Um, so usually I will negotiate with my clients what what we're gonna do um, before I meet them, mm-hmm. or if they're like a client that I've seen many times, you know, we'll just talk. Yeah. 10, 10, 15 minutes in the beginning, you know, like a little consultation, like, okay, what are, what are we doing? You know? Um, but yeah, usually they're all the boundaries and everything are sort of established prior Mm -hmm. to us meeting. So there's like a framework that we get to operate within. Um, Mm -hmm. and again, this is everything I'm saying only applies to me. Um, I only speak for myself. I don't speak for all sex workers. I only speak for myself in the way that I operate. So other people Mm -hmm. may operate differently, but um, I, I sort of establish a, a boundaries and framework before I meet up with my clients. Um, and then, yeah, we kind of operate within that framework. And if anything it's, else needs to happen, you know, I yeah. sort of like to stop and do some negotiation. Maybe there yeah. needs to be some more payment that needs to happen. or If they want you know, anything in, in like extra while you do it. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know, if they're like, we're at the end of, say they book three hours and we're at, you know, and two hours and 55 minutes. Right. And they're yeah. like, no, I want you to stay for another hour. Okay. Well you need to pay. What, do you, want, what, do, you want, to do, what do you want to do um, in this hour? Do you want to continue? <laughs> do you want to cuddle? Do you want to take a bath? Yeah. You know, like what, what do you want to, how do you want to use our time together? Um, Damn. but do I say no? Yeah, definitely. There's definitely times I say no. Um, I mean, of course 
you know, I view a lot of what I do as being the the fantasy girl, right? Or being mm-hmm. the, the fantasy companion, mm-hmm. right? Like you want to make your client feel special and yeah. like they're the only person in the world and all these other things, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I should compromise my own values or morals or ethics or standards of safety. Definitely. definitely. Um, but I, I have definitely said no. Do? Is there I don't like have sexual anal sex that you with my clients. Okay. I that's like something I don't even really do with my partners. I mean, like I'm down for it every once in a while, but it's just not something that yeah. I particularly love. So, like, I definitely don't do that. You know, I definitely mm-hmm. don't um, do anything without condoms or protection. Um, mm-hmm. Call that bareback that's in the good. industry. So, like, I don't do bareback blowjobs. Mm-hmm. I don't do bareback sex. So. I definitely do say no, um, but there's also instances where, you know, I've been forced, like I've been raped twice on the job, once within the last month, actually, and so yeah. even, you know, sex workers can be raped, right, if you're if you're asking for something that's not on the menu, if you're trying to do something that you haven't paid for, and yeah. even if halfway through, even if you've paid me, and I'm like, hey, like, I don't like this. I feel really fucking uncomfortable. It is still within mm-hmm. my right to say no. Um, Did and you ever stop. give back the money or something like that? Uh, I have a personal philosophy of once you give me the money, it's fucking mine and I don't really give a shit. Um, but that's my personal <laughs> philosophy. Um, I haven't really heard of any sex workers that refund their clients any okay. money. Um, one time I, uh, I had a, like a family emergency and, um, it was like right at the beginning of like a date that someone had paid for. Um, oh. and I was like, I have to go. I have to go. I'm really sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you, you know, I'll give you the your money, money back. back. And he was like, no, you're having yeah. an emergency. Um, and then the other time I've sort of ever offered to like refund someone was, um, I was doing erotic massage and, I don't, I have a booker. I don't, I don't book my own clients. They handle all the screening and all that. And I work with a collective Mm -hmm. of people. So, um, I didn't know who was, I mean, I get notes on the people, but I I didn't screen them. I didn't know who this person's identity until they walk in. Um, and it actually wound up being someone that I knew like in real life and we had friends in common and he came in and I was like, I was like, Hey, we know each other. I'm, I was like, I was like, I'm totally okay with it. If you're okay with it, you know, your secret's safe with me. I'm not going to tell anyone. But if you feel weird and if you want to walk out, I totally understand and I'm not going to charge you. Um, And he he went through with it and it was great. And he's seen me multiple times since then. Um, And so, yeah, I don't really offer refunds. Um, Yeah, yeah, I don't really offer refunds. Most people don't offer refunds. it's but not really you, a thing. You touched <laughs> you you touched on something that I think is really important to talk about, which is the fact that you can get raped and you have nowhere to go. Like you can't right. go to the cops. Yeah. I mean if you're if you're a sex worker and you've been raped, um, and you go to the police, they will arrest you for yeah. prostitution or, or solicitation. Um mm-hmm. and Damn. which is insane. Yeah. It's totally Damn. insane. Uh, yeah. So if you are if you're a sex worker um, and you go to the cops, they will more often than not arrest you. Um, yeah. And yeah, there really is That's nowhere crazy. to go. And especially, you know, if I don't know if any of you have ever been raped, and I'm sorry if you have, but if you do choose to, mm. you know, go through with it, you have to go to 
the emergency room and get, you know, a rape kit done. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you've ever had a rape kit done, it's extremely violating and, you know, it's, it doesn't feel great. It feels like you're being raped all over again. It's very like, it's very traumatizing. It's very re-traumatizing, but also the people that are doing it, if you, you know, sort of express any, anything about it, like you get it very much like, well, what were you wearing? Like you sort of deserve it response, um, which is awful. Um, and nobody deserves to be raped ever for, for any reason at all. Civilian sex worker or men, women, non-binary trans, nobody deserves to be raped, um, ever. And it's not okay if it happens. Um, which is why we, in the industry are advocating for decriminalization, not legalization. Mm-hmm. Um, and so similar to, um, you can look up in Portugal, all of their, um, all of their drugs are decriminalized. And so if yeah. you got yeah. with, you know, whatever heroin or whatever, um, basically nothing happens. Um, and they are sort of and like, it, look, it works. It's it working does. There. It works. Their, their overdose <laughs> rates are, are some of the lowest in the world. Um, and it's, it's highly effective. Um, because the, I mean, we have to also address that as a sex worker, right, you, you are in harm's way because you are operating sort of outside of the law and you don't have the law on Mm -hmm. your side. Um, not that the law is on many people's side to be honest, you know, um, I think we can all look around and say that the law is probably somewhat mostly on our side, given our race and class and education. Uh, but you know, People die of stigma, too. Yeah. Just because, exactly. you know, just because, you know, you're saying something bad doesn't actually kill someone. You know, that yeah. stigma prevents people from getting mental health, you know, phys- physical, like, help for themselves. Like, if they've yeah. been raped or, you know, like, going to the doctor can be really scary. You know, yeah. getting, I mean... Mm-hmm. Stigma prevents people from getting housing. Like, you know, people can Yeah. People can refuse to, you know, rent to you once they find out what your what your job is if you if you're honest or if you don't like have any sort of, you know, cover story. Yeah. Um, I mean stigma kills in many, 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 many ways. I mean, people who find out their friends or family or sex workers will often cut them off, cut them out of their life. I mean, that sort of emotional trauma is can lead to suicide depression you know and then a lack yeah. of health care in our country to like it can doesn't it can, help it can spiral really really quickly and you know yeah you know I, I was just raped and I have thankfully a support system but if I and my family and she friends didn't. know that I'm a sex worker and I can say to them hey my client raped me and wow. be honest with them and get that love and support. But if you're, you know, operating in the shadows and you don't have that ability, it's a I lot mean, harder. No it's doubt. a lot more difficult. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine how tough that could be. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry I mean, you had to you, go through that even with the support having system. To lie about yeah. your entire life. Like, could you, could you That's really what, imagine wow. like every, every dollar you, you've earned or, you know, every time you walk out the door, which also is a threat to your safety. You know, my friends and family know when I have, and like my partner knows when I have an appointment and, you know, I will text them and text them when I'm back. Just to be sure that they have your back. Yeah. 
exactly but there's a lot of people that don't have the ability to to do that and that obviously puts them in a lot of danger so stigma did kills you, in did in you many tell ways. them from the beginning did you tell your family and friends from the beginning or was it something that you struggle with in the I have like a very distanced relationship with my family for, for other reasons. Um, mm -hmm. but they do know I have yeah. been, I have been pretty, pretty honest, mostly because I do believe that, you know, I am a very privileged person. Um, and mm -hmm. you know, I sort of feel like if, if the sex worker mark is against me, I still sort of have all these other marks for me. Um, and so I feel like it's, it's my duty as a person with privilege to to speak up and and try to help normalize it which unfortunately does also yeah. you know perpetuate different stigmas that have to do with race and class and all these other things but you know i feel like it's mm -hmm. it's my duty to to speak out because if i don't you know who will if not me who if not now when right the talmud teaches us that right definitely. So if not me who definitely. if not now when yeah definitely so i i really believe yeah. in um, I really believe in it. I agree. Um, you you talked a little bit about relationships. How really does it work to to be in a relationship and like even more than that? How do you how do you do it while you're also doing it? Like I think a lot of people don't um, know that it's even a possibility that like a sex worker would have a family, kids, a husband. Like it's yeah. It's something I mean, that doesn't sex work together. Do. We have families and kids and husbands and friends and we're, we're yeah. real people just like everyone else. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I can only speak to my own experience and I am mm -hmm. polyamorous and I have been polyamorous for at least six or seven years. And so, um, I operate within multiple relationships at a time. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, consensually, ethically, all, all my partners know about each other, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm -hmm. but there are people who are in monogamous relationships who, you know, maybe are not so ethical and their partner doesn't know what they really do. I have met some sex workers who, you know, tell their boyfriends Lie. that they, yeah, who tell their boyfriends yeah. other, other things. Um, and, and that's perfectly yeah. within their right to make their own decisions about their life. And I'm not going to yeah. pass any judgment on it because it's not my place. But, um, yeah, I, I have had. Relation. I've been married. I'm. Uh, I'm still currently married. Uh, we are. We are separated. But um, my wife was really supportive mm -hmm. of of what I was doing. Um, and I think that, you know, it takes a certain kind of person to be in a relationship with a with a sex worker. I think you have Definitely. to have some really open views about sexuality and capitalism and how you can generate it, uh, <laughs> generate capital under capitalism. You know, there is mm -hmm. no ethical consumption under capitalism. So given that. Um, well said. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I think it takes a lot of honesty and openness on, on both, both parties, um, both party sides in order to have a relationship like this. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But I think also it, it does take a certain kind of person who like can understand that like this is a job. Yeah. You know, just the same way that you go to your job, I'm yeah. going to my job. And that they're exactly. really, even though it, 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 it exactly. mimics relationships and, um, you know, like, like being on a date, right? Like that, that's mimics being in a relationship, um, mm -hmm. or, you know, touching someone's genitals, which is 
often thought of as like, you can only do this within the boundaries of a relationship. Um, yeah. I think it takes a certain kind of person to realize like, Hey, like this is your job. Right. And like, there isn't really any emotion or, you know, I don't want to say that there isn't emotion, but like there isn't any but it's romantic not a necessity. involvement. Yeah. Yeah. There isn't any it romantic involvement with it. Um, yeah. Although then, that does lead me to the question of have you ever like developed something for somebody for like a client oh man i knew this question was gonna come up and i hate these questions because the answer is yes and every sex worker on the planet will hate me right now for what i'm about to say (laughs) we don't date our clients but actually my current partner um i met at an underground strip club um we met yeah, we met and it was the party that we met at was like it it was there was also a poker game going on and most people were there for the poker game. So I sat down next to him and you know started working him over and realized <laughs> that he wasn't over. wasn't really there to um he wasn't going to pay me for a lap dance. Uh and so I was like <laughs> okay, kind of fuck you, whatever. I'm going to I don't have anyone else. I'm gonna in, go. I don't have anyone else in this room to work, so let me just talk to you. Um, and we started talking, and I was wow. like, "Oh shit, you're actually you're actually kind of interesting." Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's like and, a fairy tale. <laughs> it's not a fairy tale. Oh my god, all sex, like sex workers will tell you tale. it's not a fairy tale. <laughs> all sex workers will tell you that we don't we don't date our clients. Um, yeah, no, no dating for free, but. Was there any opposite situation where the client like fell in love with you and then like? Oh my god, was... probably all the time. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean that just means I'm doing my all job. All the time. But, yeah. <laughs> Although my favorite, so my favorite story. Happen. So yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, you don't, you don't want them to um... just do it because they need it. You don't, you don't want them to fall in love no. with you in the sense of like yeah. have them getting like obsessed and thinking that yeah, yeah. you are really their girlfriend because that puts you in a lot of danger and, you know, stalking exactly. and all these other things take place. Exactly. But actually my favorite story and my favorite compliment I've ever gotten while working, I was working in mm-hmm. New Orleans. Um, I was working at Rick's Cabaret, which is a strip club. And it was like the end of the night and I was just like, oh, whatever, I'm going to, I need like, I was like very close to like my goal for the night. Right. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I need to get like one or two more dances in here. Right. And so I come up, I'm like on stage, right? And this guy is like googly over me, right? And I'm like, get off, you know, he tips me and I get off stage and I'm like, hey, let's go for a dance. And he's like, oh, I don't have any more money. And I'm like, that's okay. And ATM's right over there. Like, let me escort you. Um, and he's like, no, like I can't spend any more money. And his friend was like, I'll take a dance. And I was like, great. And so, you know, I take him back to give him a dance and... I like to do a lot of eye contact in, in my dances. Um, when I do, when I give, you know, lap dances. I yeah. Feel like nice. It, yeah. I, the, the touching and everything is great, but I feel like, uh, pe- people really crave intimacy and um, yeah. mm-hmm. eye contact Definitely. is a form of I- intimacy. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm like doing the thing and he looks at me and, you know, I'm like, it's the end of the song, right? And I'm like about to say something and he just like hands me another, you know, $20 bill for another song. And I'm like, oh, great. This is awesome, right? And so I just like take the money and I keep going and the next song is about to end and he just looks at me and he goes, oh my God, I love you. 
And then he goes, oh, wow. so, and then he goes, oh my God, you are so good at your job. And I was just like, wow. I was, so, I, he was a college kid and I was so impressed because I was like, wow, yeah. you recognized yeah. in that split second that I was doing my job and that it was my job and it wasn't about you and yeah. me or about you, you know, that it was, it was really my job. And it was, it's, it's something I think about often actually. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like that kid, wherever you are, if you're out there, you rock. Like seriously, like <laughs> some serious compliments there. Like that's such, I feel like that shows a serious member, like level of maturity um, yeah, for definitely. like a college kid to be able to be like, fall in love with a stripper in two songs and then be like, Oh shit you're doing your job, you know, and, and you're yeah. good at it, you know, and, and he didn't mean it as, I'm sure he sort of meant it as a compliment. He wasn't trying <laughs> to give me a compliment because he was just like, you know, starry eyed, but I took it as a compliment. And it's like probably one of the best compliments I've ever been given, you know, for wow. someone to just be like, I love you. Like, you're so good at your That's job, amazing. you know? That's amazing. Um, so yeah, like that, that is what you want. You want, you know, what people are buying is, is the fantasy, right? <laughs> people often Shout like, out to you. Members, you know, like what we were saying earlier is like, you're just buying the physical yeah. act, right? But really what you're buying is a fantasy, right? Like, And that's what I we forget. Am, like a lot of people yeah. just lo- are looking for that. <laughs> like they want someone to cuddle with them or exactly. be close they want to them, someone ask them to their look, day. Exactly. Yeah. They want someone to look at them like they're the only person in the world and stroke their exactly. ego and, and, you know, make them feel good. And, you know, yeah. that's why yeah. people are repeat buyers too also is, you give them the fantasy that they want, you know? Exactly. And and yeah. I hate when people say, oh, sex workers are, you know, liars and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not, you you know what you're buying when you walk in the club. You know what you're, it's, you know, you it's know what like you're actors. buying. Like you, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, are you, are you complaining when you go to fucking Broadway mm-hmm. and they put on a exactly. show for you? Are you telling them that they're liars? No, yeah. they're doing their it's job. Just, <laughs> it's just like actors. When you see Bradley Cooper play 30,000 different uh, characters, it's not lying to you. It's just selling you a It's telling you what you for, want. Yeah. Yeah. It's selling exactly. you a little escape from reality. And I think that people, exactly. people, you know, people can't handle that. I think that there are a lot of people that think that, anything to do with love and sex it's a value exchange it's a value exchange just like in every other capitalistic transaction Mm -hmm. you ever been through a bad breakup that shit is not pure like Mm -hmm. like you ever had someone you ever had a bad ex like i mean you ever had someone trash your shit or like spread lies about you like love is not pure you know and and human beings human beings are not pure and i think that that is you know, something that people, people forget, right? People love to think that, you know, we are these, these idealized versions of ourselves, but we all shit and and fuck, you know? And, and so if you pay a plumber and you pay a chef, when you go to a restaurant, then you can fucking pay a sex worker and not feel bad about (laughs) it. Exactly. Exactly. So, it should It should be something that is more normal in the society and the fact that we don't look at it the way we look at it now and I I think it's important to change that mindset yeah I mean Um, what I always what I always tell people is you know if you I mean fuck god if you if you don't believe in god but I mean maybe you believe in science but one of the signs of life is the ability to reproduce mm -hmm. and 
having sex is how humans do that. And the drive to do that is not bad. It's literally programmed into you. Yeah, we're meant to do this. Like, this is what we're created to do. That's why it feels so good. That's why it feels good, because you are meant to do it. You know, and there are people out there who are asexual or demisexual or, you know, need Mm -hmm. or have, like, extreme kinks or, or, or something of the like, right, that you know, their, their sex drive is not typical, um, and, and, or, or deviant, you know. Or a little d- different, yeah. Yeah, and that's, and that's totally fine, but the reason sex feels good is because you're fucking supposed to do it. The human race literally would not exist. All of us got here because someone had sex with someone else, you know? Did you, did you ever have, um, <laughs> any experience with someone that had a specific kink or fetish yeah. that asked you to do something that you weren't used to or was... I got a request once um, to wear, like, stilettos and crush bugs, and that was something that I refused. I was was a little weird about it. I wasn't weird about the request. It was just about the way it was presented and the way he asked that I decided not to take the booking. Um, But that's the only thing he asked you to do? Nothing sexual? He wanted me to wear lingerie and stilettos and crushed bugs and he was gonna like i don't know masturbate in the corner or something watching me do it i'm shocked wow i've yeah, never I heard mean, of that people one. have people have lots of different <laughs> kinks and i i try not to judge um everybody's wow. life is a little Whoa. Up, right? <laughs> uh, exactly yeah exactly it's not it's not about judging i'm i'm literally interested in knowing what's out there because it's things that I would never even think about putting together you know what you just said is something I would never ever in my life would think about yeah to be honest I had I, that had never crossed my mind either <laughs> yeah exactly I'm I know I've never it, heard of that one think, like and, and I've 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 been exposed you know, but this one is a interesting one <laughs> one thing to, to recognize you know is that one thing yeah. to recognize is that yeah um, hell yeah as long as you're like not harming BSM anyone, whatever, it's all good. In general, are are a great way to work out trauma. It's a great way to to replay a bad story and make it end differently. Interesting. Yes, this is. This but it is can very, also very be common. bad. But it, it can, can also it be can also be bad. Right, but it's like yeah, if, if it exists, it's a kink with, it, with someone that you trust and within certain safety boundaries and et cetera, et cetera. But BDSM mm-hmm. in general is is a great mm. tool to, to work out any any trauma. It's one of my slogans. I use it to work out some of my own personal trauma. Um, and I have for a really really long time. BDSM was something I naturally gravitated towards because I've had a fairly traumatic up- upbringing. Um, but mm. and and a lot of people have. I think it's I think it's important to recognize. You know, again, humans are are not pure. We are not this idealized version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we all have. Yeah you know, some, some crazy things. Right. And I mean, I think if you, you know, you take any time to explore on, uh, on Pornhub or, or anything like that, you will, you will find many, yeah. many things. Oh, this is a great story. So I don't know how I got to this weird, you know, section of Pornhub or I don't even know if I was on Pornhub at this point, but, uh-huh. um, I found pterodactyl porn. What's that? What it the was, fuck is that? It was literally three men in, in pterodactyl suits with the dick area cut out. 
like what? flapping around, making pterodactyl noises with this girl, like having a threesome with them. And I was like, that is some shit. Oh my God. I have never imagined. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Google that too. I've never heard anything like it was, that. It was, it was a thing. I can't believe people do that. That's insane. I mean, that's so cool. I, I, I think that every person, whatever you do, if it works for you, if it, if it's hot for you, then why not? Who cares if it's whatever? Yeah, I mean, yeah. crushing bugs. Yeah, I mean, if if it if it gets your rocks off, I mean, I, th- I think we all deserve yeah. to, to orgasm and uh, and feel good and exactly. get that oxytocin release. So, uh, yeah. so why not, right? Damn. Yeah. That's yeah. Some, that's some crazy stories. I know what we're doing on the Halloween podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're so doing that, Yaham. <laughs> um, but um, actually, to, speaking about costumes and stuff like that, people do people like to buy you things like lingerie, costumes? Yeah, things, definitely. Things that they want you to wear? Yeah, I mean, there's... Um, I think especially now, there's... Um, if you see on like OnlyFans or on... If you, you know explore the sex worker side mm-hmm. of Instagram and Twitter... There's a huge mm-hmm. cosplay market. Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, nerds love sex, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, like, why shouldn't you fuck someone dressed up? Like, I love to dress up like a cat yeah. sometimes, you know? Um, and people yeah. love that. Um, I, I don't really do um, cosplay porn or... or um, like role cosplay. play? Yeah, I don't, I don't really do that. It's, like, not my particular thing. But I do know mm-hmm. this one sex worker who shall remain nameless, uh, who I met a couple of years ago um, while she was in New York. Uh, but she uh-huh. was based out of Silicon Valley, and she would dress up in, like, I don't know, like, I don't know all the anime characters, but, like, she would dress up as, like, a, you know, Echo Girl or whatever, like, in mm-hmm. something, you know. And she'd literally get paid 10 grand to go dress up and play video games and smoke weed with a bunch of founders Stop. in Silicon Valley. Oh my God. Stop. That's what I, I do. Like, I was like, I was like, girl, you crushing it. I don't know how you, I don't know how you did that. <laughs> That's like, like a dream job. Are you totally me? a dream job? Yeah. But, but oh that is, God. that is sex work, you know, um, it, or it's one facet of it. Shit, it's, I, it's the, wow. it's the idealized version. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are people who, who love, you know, dressing up and, um, it's not really something that I do, but you know, whenever it's Halloween at the strip club, you know, put on a little costume and <laughs> make it make it work. Um, but yeah, there's make there's it a rain. huge yeah make it yeah make it work if you make it rain. Um, so, but yeah, there's a huge market for for cosplay um, for of, of of any kind. You know, I do know yeah. um, another sex worker who's been fairly successful. She was a little uh, ahead of the curve, I would say, and uh, she she's got a, a large following on the internet, um, and she's been doing the cosplay thing for like eight years you know wow. um and mm-hmm. people love it you know why not yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and again it um, it back, sorry, I'll... I think, to the acting and playing different yeah. characters that we brought up like exactly. you, know, you don't think bradley cooper right. you and you don't think she's lying to you either you know just exactly. giving you what you want that's right how we need to look at it that's exactly how we need to look at it well said um, yeah go, um go yeah i also wanted to ask about advertising and how advertising works and how you find clients and yeah, that's, that's Mm. an interesting one. So this is a great plug for decriminalization, 
This is a great <laughs> for decriminalizing sex work um, because we cannot talk about this topic without talking about SESTA-FOSTA and the Earn It Act, uh, which are two separate things. Um, so SESTA-FOSTA was passed, I believe, three years ago now, and I don't want to discourage anyone from voting, but it was co-authored by Kamala Harris, who's our future VP, uh, oh, hopefully. Um, uh, but SESTA-FOSTA yeah. SESTA uh, is uh, was was pushed through um, as a you know was branded and labeled as a way to diminish sex trafficking, which is forced sexual labor, um, which mm. nobody it's not okay. Nobody should ever be human trafficked. It's it's disgusting, um, and obviously you know sex workers want to end this too. Just because we mm. are doing something you know of our own volition doesn't mean that we think that anyone should be forced because we don't exactly. um and mm-hmm. and that applies to under 18 over 18 it doesn't matter what age you are you should never ever be forced especially if you're a child but even if you're you know a consenting you know a, a, an adult of consenting adult. age you should yeah. never be forced to do anything you don't want to do it it is rape it's rape on a, on a long long term scale um, mm-hmm. and so, uh, this bill was pushed through as a, as a way to, was branded as a way to stop sex trafficking. And so prior to this, the, uh, main forms of advertising for most sex workers were on Backpage and Craigslist, um, and the personals or, or classified sections. Um, and it was great. like it was there was really like you could there would be some days where I would just go on you know after posting my ad and just like scroll through and just be like wow like what a plethora (laughs) you know um (laughs) and so what you would normally do is you would you would advertise on those websites um and people would email you reach um, out yeah yeah, and and you know you screen them and go from there um but uh the SESTA-FOSTA basically made websites responsible for the content that in which their which their users are posting. So if mm. I, for example, like if I went onto Craigslist um, and I posted an ad, it would then make Craig like they could charge pimp, pimping, you know, on oh. on Craigslist mm-hmm. or or human oh. trafficking if it's across state lines. Yeah. Um, and so. I will, I will never forget this. Um, I was doing erotic massage at the time. I was working in New Orleans. We all knew it was coming. We had all heard, you know, that SESTA-FOSTA had gotten passed. I, I went to work. I went to, you know, my in-call that I work out of, and I sat on the table like I do every morning and pulled up Backpage like I did every morning that I worked and, you know, to kind of check to make sure that my ad is up, you know, to make sure it's there, up, see who else is working in town, et cetera, et cetera. And I will just never forget, I sat there and pulled it, pulled it up on my phone this website has been seized by the U.S. government, and I just, oh my god, I just cried, and I called, you know, one of the people that I work with, and I was like, "What are we gonna do? What are we gonna?" And I'm crying. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Like, yeah, I mean, literally, I lost, like, I lost everything in that moment. Like, yes, I, I, as a sex worker, am extremely lucky because of, you know, the situation that I, I work in. I work with a collective of people. We share clients. We have clients that have been coming to us for 15 years. Um, mm-hmm. so we have a very extremely long client list. We've always had the same phone number. They have our email, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. um, so mm-hmm. I was able to retain a lot of, of clients and business. But 
most people did not. Um, didn't have that, yeah. And it it um, it actually it forced people back onto the streets, and it forced people to do you know sex work. I was just it, about to ask. It forced people like, back onto the streets. Have that screening exactly. It forced people into an extremely unsafe situations. Um, I believe, like within the first you know two to three months, we saw a huge. I mean, I I, I don't. There's, I don't know if there's really any statistics for this, but this is just something I, I saw. I remember within yeah. the first couple months, you know, seeing in a bunch of the sex worker groups that I'm part of, like there were at least five or six people that got murdered within those oh my first, God. first few months because wow. predators take advantage. You know, of predators course. are predators wow. and they're going to take advantage. And if you eliminate people's ability to keep themselves safe, then, you know, bad things happen and I, I put that on the government I don't put that on those sex workers you know they're trying to survive yeah. they're trying to do you know what they do for for a living they're trying and, to make money of course exactly and so I feel like that's blood on, on the government's hands um I don't you know I, I think that you know I don't think that it was really done to prevent sex trafficking I think that it was yeah. a blow to the sex work community and we have seen a huge, you know, increase in street-based or outdoor-based work, um, mm-hmm. and you know, it's uh, it it's really it can be really dangerous hopping hopping in and out of cars. You know, you don't have the ability to tell people where you're going, what you're doing, um, to verify yeah. who who you're seeing, and you know, wow. that's that in and of itself is a privilege in sex work. Not everyone has the privilege to work in the way that I do and be able to screen their clients people who do survival sex work, people who are, you know, drug using individuals and do it as a form of survival or to get their next fix. Or even people who aren't drug using Mm -hmm. people who are, you know, um, immigrants or, or not immigrants, people who are, you know, there's, there's many reasons why people may turn to sex work, but you know, we call it survival work because you're, you're doing it to survive, right? This survival work was something that I did once I moved out of my parents' house because I could not hold down a 40 hour a week job due to Mm -hmm. mental issues that I have, um, and, and some other things, but, um, and so I was doing survival work and then, you know, I, it turned into a career and into a choice for me. Um, but there are people who who don't have that ability. How do you right now, um, advertise? Um, there are some, some new websites, um, Eros, Mm -hmm. Tris, Slixa, there's, the problem is that, um, you know, Craigslist and Backpage were, were, were centralized, right? And clients knew to go yeah. there, right? Um, clients yeah. don't really know where to go right now, where to find what, they, what they're looking for. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like spotty and hazy. Um, but a lot of people advertise on Twitter. People use Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some people I know that, you know, use um, some dating platforms, Um like I've heard about it. Yeah. I've heard about it. There's now. some people who use those, um, yeah. against something like seeking arrangement or secret benefits, you know, which is already sort of like in the shady zone. Um, so a lot of guys tell me about it, uh, on dating apps. They're like, yeah, there are a lot of like prostitutes here that are trying to like sell, um, sell themselves basically. And like, like the, the word some of them, sex worker, oh, sorry, <laughs> sex workers, who um, try to do it there, but they're really pushy. Like, some of them are really pushy. Like, they're not going to talk to you unless you're going to pay them, stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, that's interesting. I didn't know, like, a lot of people go through dating apps. Yeah, I mean, I think Um, that's that's a more recent trend um, since 
Sesta Pasta yeah. was was passed because you know if you're if you're lonely you're and you're looking for someone yeah. you know then like it's sort of a well maybe pay. I'll pay for it you know um, exactly so damn yeah wow. that's really insane um, I think that yeah yeah did you want to ask anything else um no. No, I think uh... well, I I have I have a lot more questions and you have a lot more to say because I mean yeah. we know from talking to you before that you have <laughs> a lot more but um, I think that for today uh, we 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 have enough just to like intrigue the people to also research about more more about this subject because I think that it should be more um, educated educating yeah how do you people how do should you be more educated. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but we would definitely love to have you again and just uh, keep the conversation and have more um, to to ask and to answer. Yeah. Um, where can yeah. people find you if they want to talk, if they want to buy uh, the services? I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. Um, so people can contact me um, on Instagram um, and mm-hmm. you guys can yeah we're gonna share the you link show my instagram yeah. at the bottom um uh, but people can contact me on instagram um I'm, I'm perfectly open to that um i'm i'm trying to uh start like a sort of consulting service um because actually uh, some people have reached out to mm. me being like i don't know where Need to help. look um and, yeah. and also people have come to me for like love and sex and dating advice and i'm like well that's great let's just run with it um, <laughs> but yeah, I think if, if people want more information, I think that, um, I think you can start on, you know, your own social Instagram. media platforms because, mm-hmm. um, you know, nobody can speak for us. We speak for ourselves. Yeah. Um, and yeah. every sex workers, you know, every sex workers, uh, opinions and life experience, et cetera, are, are different. Um, different. And so you can research some hashtags like yes, a sex worker or, um, you know, fuck you pay me is a great, is a great one. Uh, there might be some other things, <laughs> you know, that you find obviously under those hashtags. Um, but you can also, you know, research, um, something like, you know, Google de- decriminalize, decriminalizing sex work. Um, you can mm-hmm. find some local organizations that work with sex workers. Um, yeah and i will try to i will try to get you like a list of of a bunch of organizations for the next one yeah yes that's great it's it's so good um also for us to know more i need to know more yeah (laughs) um so thank you so much stacy for joining us really um and we'll see you next time for sure yeah thank you for the education thanks for the stories thanks for it all yeah Yeah. no problem and for your energy Thanks, yeah. guys. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't know if you enjoyed that as much as I did. I, I uh, but it. I feel like I was in like a real life Netflix documentary. Definitely. Um, being taken through the stories and her life and asking questions and understanding and learning. She's, and it was just. She uh, is. She's so intelligent. Like she's. I, I felt mm-hmm. like. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but she's very well-spoken. She is so positive, which is amazing to see because even not having a job like she does, uh, being so positive about life. People and, aren't positive. Yeah, exactly. Being so positive <laughs> yeah. about, about life in general is amazing to see. So 
Um, on top of that, doing what she does and still being so positive and so energetic and so happy. And so it's just amazing to see. I like really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she is really a great person. I, I'm really happy we got a chance to talk to her. Thank you, Yav. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Yes, I've actually known her for for a long time, yeah. uh, many yeah, years, yeah, yeah. and I've been following her on social media and just like kind of following her story and exactly. everything. Kind of uh, thought it would be really interesting to talk to her. Um, so so she is great, and I, honestly, I think that we'll have her again because I do have so many other things to ask her, and she does have um, more things to her. Right? Am I saying it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she, we barely scratched the surface, barely. but we'll see if she has time for us. We'll see if she has She's time. She's so busy. Even doing this was, like, hard to get, so I'm happy we got the chance. Yeah, so consider yourselves lucky. Exactly, you should. Just saying. Um, but in general, we are looking for people just like Stacy, who are willing to share their experiences, stories, um, their job and just want to educate other people about what they do and if it's something that is taboo or something that is has a stigma on it just like sex work um we should open it up for a conversation because it is important knowledge is power right it is it is yeah well said thank you Depends what kind of knowledge. Let's not get into the specifics. As a general, as like a general statement, sure. Exactly. Let's let's say that. Um, but anyway, so we're gonna have a lot more uh, interesting episodes coming up. Um, but just to give you a little bit of uh, taste from next time's episode, uh, we're gonna talk about threesomes. We're gonna talk about sex in threesomes. <laughs> <laughs> not just the having dinner with two other people kind of uh, nope. no but next episode is going to be mainly about threesomes and stuff among other things um but also uh uh things that we like to hear in the bedroom stuff like that i don't know we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, <laughs> gonna feel it out we're gonna see we'll feel it out we'll see we'll what see happens. happens i don't know i have a feeling that's what is where <laughs> that's what we're gonna talk about but uh, definitely stick around because we have a lot more um, to say and a lot more to share. And also, we would love it if you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is new. We have all the videos there of us. You can see us. Mm-hmm. You can masturbate to us. I don't know why I keep saying it, but it just comes out so natural. Because it's obvious that that's what they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, what else is it? So Whatever. Even if you do As Stacy said, let's capitalize on it and at least exactly, try to uh, exactly. get famous. So if you do do mm-hmm. that, which is completely fine, just click the subscribe button. You know, it doesn't cost you money and it makes us money. So why not? Why not? It sounds kind of like the, the good thing. Um, another thing we're going to have that I'm working on and Yav is going to help me with is we're going to get we're going to do a giveaway for our <gasps> listeners. Um, so Ooh, it's in the works but definitely more information is going to come out uh, going to come out uh, on Instagram. So also make sure to follow us on Instagram cuz we upload videos there too, highlighted videos and also also we talk on the story. Like, I do it more than Yav, but we talk there and we interact. I didn't even know you do that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, businesswoman. Good to I'm know. Um, 
Um, so yeah, um, make sure you follow us everywhere. Just listen to us everywhere. And that would be great. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so this was our show this week. And hope to have you guys next one. And have a great day. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>